You know, a decade ago, watching birds would have sounded like the pinnacle of boredom, but the more I experience things like that, the more I experience creation, the more awestruck I become. And I think that's good for the soul. There are recent studies out that argue that it's good for the mind and good for the body. And this morning, I want to argue that it's actually good for our faith. The 19th century English poet John Keats once wrote, the beauty is truth, truth, beauty. That is all ye know on earth and all ye need to know. Now, I think obviously we would admit that a statement like that lacks the Christian distinctive that maybe we would want in a conversation about truth and beauty. As far as I know, Keats was not necessarily a person of faith in the Christian sense, although I'm not entirely sure. And yet his poems often creatively described the splendor of nature. And I think here, even though it is lacking some of that Christian nuance, I think he still captures an idea that is central to Christianity, and that is that there is truth in beauty. David Bentley Hart expresses a similar sentiment in his massive work, The Beauty of the Infinite. Now, in full disclosure, I've yet to make it through that entire book. I've started it several times and give up every time. I flipped through it on multiple occasions, but he said something in that book that I think is worth thinking about in relation to our text today and our topic of conversation, which is a life of wonder, living a life of wonder. This is what he said. He said, God's pleasure, the beauty creation possesses in his regard, underlies the distinct being of creation. And so beauty is the first and truest word concerning all that appears within being. Beauty is the showing of what is. God looked upon what he had wrought and saw that it was good. God looked upon what he had wrought and saw that it was good. Now, this probably takes our minds to the beginning of Genesis, right? The story that is told in the beginning of our scriptures, the story of God's self-disclosure to humanity begins with an account describing the origin of the universe. It all begins with the creator God speaking and forming something out of nothing, a grand work of beauty and splendor. Now, what we find in Genesis certainly is not a scientific explanation of everything that occurred in creation, but rather it is a beautiful, poetic retelling of those creative events. And that beautiful, poetic retelling is primarily making theological claims. But throughout those specific creative acts that are described at the beginning of Genesis, we see the creator, God, step back and sort of take a pause, look at the work, look at the creation, and call it good. God looked upon what he had wrought and saw that it was good. N.T. Wright has said this of the world we inhabit. He said, the more we know about it, the more we study the stars or the rocks, or the whales, or the volcanoes, 
the more we ought to praise God, summing up in articulate speech the inarticulate praises of all creation. I think that simple statement that we find tucked away throughout the first chapter of Genesis, I think that should be the basis for how we approach and how we begin to think about the world we inhabit. As Wright says, we sum up in articulate speech the inarticulate praises of all creation. I think that's one thing, a song like the one we sang this morning, All Creatures, Creatures of Our God and King. I think that's one thing, a song like that helps us do. It helps us sum up in articulate speech the inarticulate praises all creation pours out to God. I love that. I think that is a part of our vocation as human beings, but we can only do that, I think, if we are consistently being exposed to those wonders. If we are intentionally putting ourselves in a position where we are coming face to face with the beauty of God in creation, reflecting on that beauty and allowing it to point us to the source. This is precisely what we find the psalmist doing on several occasions. So today I want to begin with the psalm that we prayed as a part of our call to worship this morning. And then I want to look at at least one other psalm where we find a similar sentiment expressed. And I want to use these to encourage us to think about living a life of wonder. Our call to worship this morning was from Psalm 24, which begins in this way. Verse 1, the earth is the Lord's, and the fullness thereof, the world and those who dwell therein, for he has founded it upon the seas and established it upon the rivers. The earth is the Lord's, and the fullness thereof. The world is God's creation. This is not our possession. It belongs to God. It is his creation. And as such, I don't think we can get away from the fact that everything we find in creation is valuable and is worthy of our attention. From the smallest to the grandest. From each molecule to the entire cosmos. From the seemingly insignificant and often unnoticed to the stuff that is mass 